How does this affect the beaver? Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It uh, looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday here for the uh, 24th of June, 2018. Well, no, excuse me, that's the arm of the mic stand. <laughs> that's very unfortunate, isn't it? Not lunch. Huh? I know, I should have turned it off to adjust it, but I'm, I'm really not, it's not me. That's a, that's yeah, that's a, a creaking door. Yeah. That's a, a, Joey, can you put in a trouble ticket? <laughs> for that, someone stepping on a duck. Excuse me. Oops. <clears throat> Glacier frogs. Um, normally, we do that before the mic is on. So it is Super Hyper Local Sunday for the 24th of June. And uh, producer Joey Murata, who tonight is going to double following in his father's footsteps as uh, El Sportsball Caliente. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Joan on the board and Michael Chappé and uh, all kinds of audio and stuff like that. And uh, it was uh, it was one of those weekends here in the Southland. Um, street racing, but with a twist. Uh, this time in Arcadia uh, and uh, Pico Rivera, the, because they know, they, the street racers know, it's, it is time to clear out of Riverside. Mayor Rusty Bailey has had it up to here. This is radio, and I'm putting my hand way above my hand. Mayor Rusty Bailey's had it up to here with uh, you punks and your donuts in Riverside. So they've moved on, and it was a big street street uh, racing and uh, donut competition in uh, Ar- Ar- Arcadia uh, last night. And so um, that's a show what, of intimidation, uh, uh, as it were. And but with once, did you see any of the video? Yeah. Okay. N- none. None of the networks. Channel two. Four, five, seven, nine, eleven. In the video, literally every single car I saw on a couple different stations uh, uh, video, every car I saw, the driver or the driver and passenger were both holding huge, ginormous Mexican flags, and they they didn't mention that. Now I I know why they're doing it. It's because uh, Mexico beat South Korea in uh, in El El soccer. Uh, in the uh, the World Cup, just a, that's the weird part. They weren't doing it at 11 a.m. They weren't doing it at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. So I guess I don't know what 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 happened. You sit around, decide to do it, you know, late at night. I guess is the uh, the correct answer there. But so it was it was a twist on your normal uh, street yeah, racing. Just an accessory in celebration. Yeah, and well, they would have done it anyway, probably. So we'll we'll talk about this during our obligatory sports break. But um, and also I know that the World Cup. You know, here's the thing about international sports, like the Summer and Winter Olympics. If Americans don't watch, it doesn't make money, period, final. That's why the Olympics love it when the U.S. hosts the Olympics, because we're the only ones that make freaking money. Uh, everyone else, your country's uh, in, in the pooper, but the Olympic Committee made money because Americans watch if it's in our time zone. Um, and so that's why the Olympics love it. When the, the Olympics here in L.A. Uh, are, are gonna, it's gonna be like nine Deadpool's. It's gonna, it's gonna make billions and billions. It's, it's gonna be huge. The World Cup, even with America in the World Cup, uh, uh, Americans barely watch it, but it makes money. 
So America's not in the World Cup, and you know why? Because Trinidad and Tobago beat us. Oh, <laughs> Whatever the hell that is. Did you have to go there? Which I, by the way, because I loathe soccer so much, it is, I think, one of the proudest days in American history is when, oh. when two guys beat us at soccer. I think that's awesome. And so, <clears throat> so anyway, it's down. It's way down here in the U.S. Um, and that's including, that's w- with the fact that Americans are the number two ticket buyers physically to go to the World Cup. But it's fans of the Mexican team. It's Americans uh, with ties to Mexico. So the people that are watching, this is why if, if Mexico lost to Germany two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, I guess a week and a day ago, if Germany had, lo- pardon me, if Mexico had lost to Germany, this would be a way different deal. Because, uh, and, and if, they had, if they were out, it would be a way different deal. The only reason that people are watching the World Cup in America was because... Uh, El Tri, because uh, Team Mexico is now in the in the rounds of sixteen, and so the and this is where allegations of influence and corruption in FIFA that are long standing. FIFA loves money. They more than more than football. They love money. They love the money, and they have done more naked things than what they possibly are about to do. But the deal is they know that the reason anybody in North America is watching El Copa Mundial is because Mexico is still in it. And so watch it. You just better watch it because in a sport that is legendary for bad officiating, they're, they are going to do whatever it takes to keep Mexico uh, in, in the World Cup. That's the only – and even then, ratings are down 40%. And so what that means is effectively the only people in North America in, – in, in America, I should say, that are watching – World Cup are uh, fans of Team Mexico. So, so totally true. There's lots of us here watching. Uh, okay, I'm let, supporting Argentina, even though they are not very good. Uh, well, Germany, was somebody, not very good. Somebody called Lionel Messi of Argentina an annoying little barnacle. Hey, that's a good one. At least you got his name right. Lionel. And so, and and also though, uh, did you watch? I actually watched the Mexico Korea game because it's of local news. Uh, interest here. We we have the the largest expatriate community of Koreans here in Los Angeles area, and then I think there's I think five or six uh, Mexicans in L.A. County, um, and so you know that was of huge na- uh, local interest. But did you watch the game on Fox? I uh, watched <clears throat> a lot of it. I I, th- I caught it uh, um, after a recording. It was an eight a.m. game. As I, I, I will get the audio. But what is the deal <laughs> with getting a guy calling the game who is not a native English speaker? Oh, I, I I heard that. Yeah, I know who he is. I know the guy's a distinguished football play-by-play guy in Spanish, but they had him doing the game in English. Some of the guys that do it in English are a little bit boring. This guy had some passion. Oh, he sounded like he was doing Nacho Libre wrestling, <laughs> and it's so un-American. And here's the thing: I'm just saying I'm a sports fan, and I know the the legendary guy who calls the the Dodgers in Spanish. He's now he's done it nearly as long as Vince Scully. That Jaime Harin? Yeah. And and but if you listen in Spanish, it's a completely different game. It's a different style of sports play by play. Way, 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 way different. In here here in the US, um, it, the, the, the the guy calling the game, it it just didn't I didn't believe it was really happening. But I'll get I'll get an example before I'm that guy, before someone hits send on their email. Or they call the boss or whatever. I'm just saying, I don't care what language the guy's primary language is. I don't care if it's a freaking Belgian uh, or or a Luxembourger or whatever.
but if your English is not good enough to do actual play-by-play of a sporting event, then for golly's sake, uh, maybe let someone in who, uh, who who does that. I mean, there literally there were times I couldn't. The guy was unintelligible. I said it, and I'm a broadcaster. So you should know. Well, yeah, exactly. Let's see what yeah. I just did. I was unintelligible. Not really. Well, uh, we'll be able to tell you her name. I got, I got headphones. Um, a Whittier woman uh, engaged police in a standoff following a dispute with a neighbor. This was a uh, standoff that went all pretty much until about 9 p.m. last night. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Did you get the twist on that one? Did I or, hear or did it, it right? Come out? Did she, it come out she that was way? former LAPD. The former police was the rumor, and I, I've, I have not seen that that's been pinned down just yet. But they were talking about twenty-three years experience, so we're going to give her the respect. Of that yeah. Dessert. So we'll we'll uh, when we come back, we will uh, we'll we'll get to that. Also, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, um, who has uh, a, a a you could you could say a, a hard scrabble district in South LA. Uh, don't worry, she has a lovely house in Hancock Park. But she wants you when you see a member With a moat around it. Oh, um, practically. Um, I think that's another word for that. It's just Hancock Park. <laughs> so, right, uh, right. but she, if you see a member of the Trump cabinet, she wants you to harass them at the gas station at wherever. Uh, in fact, I'll play that right now. Super hyper local. Oh, what's that's not Maxine? This is right here. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store. A gasoline station. You get out and you create a crowd. Gasoline. <laughs> Petri- purchasing petrol for their automobile. Station. You at a station. So anyway, if you see somebody at a filling station, uh, just wait till the servicemen are done uh, cleaning their windows and changing their oil. Then you harass, then you harass them. So anyway, that's the, that's the queen of privilege, a Hancock Park resident, is saying if you see uh, her political opponents, you harass them in their uh, private time or whatever. And and by the way, the idea of what's his name Pruitt, the EPA chief, <laughs> at the self serve island, getting himself <laughs> gas. I'm trying to get my gasoline. You know, I regulate this for the EPA, sir, and I have no problem showering you with this 91 octane. Doesn't he use a helicopter anyway? Jet yeah. fuel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I will rope you off as a as a contaminated site. It's a super site. Anyway, we'll be back right after this at the Super Hyper Local Sunday. Forty more stimulating talk. It is the it is super hyper local Sunday. No no definite article. No the. Sweet baby. The wrap up of everything that happened of consequence uh, south of Santa Barbara to the nineteen million of us that live here in the uh, Southland. And so, <clears throat> naked man under a uh, naked homeless man under a woman's bed. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. Under it. Under <laughs> under under the bed. Under just trying to get some shut eye. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that. I don't want to look. I don't want to be that guy. I just want to just to provide an example for people so you can all hear what I'm hearing or what I heard yesterday. I, I, I honestly, I am I am excited about Mexico in the World Cup. I think that's cool. There's such a connection here in LA <clears throat> and the possibility of some great headlines uh, and tear gas use uh, in our future. I think is uh, undeniable. Uh, but but Fox chose a guy who is a legendary soccer play-by-play guy. In Spanish, you know, his his English is good. If I, I think if he's sitting right in front of you, it's fine. But but this is an example of what I'm talking about. 
So so this is where radio really works. You don't need to see the video. Guy, men in shorts, a bunch of Mexican guys and a bunch of Korean guys running around in shorts, uh, chasing after a little ball, trying to get it into a net. That's that's what is happening in the background. And this was the Fox National feed. Trying to twist from four. It was the right one. He's not the best one for Guadalajara. Now with the net. Sounds like he needs a defibrillator there. I yeah, Look, I, I get it. He's excited. It's a different style of play-by-play. It, it's pretty if, exciting. Yeah. It's not what, I'm, not what I'm used to. I'm, I'm not, you know, and you know what? I admit. <clears throat> let me just catch the javelin on this one. It's just me. I'm the only person in America that finds that a little over the top and a bit annoying. The fact that I, in fact, can't catch half the stuff he's saying. And, uh, of course, it makes me the racist. Oh, sure, look at me. I'm the racist because, I, like I say, I don't care if the guy's from Belgium or frickin' Liechtenstein or Thailand or whatever. If English is not your primary language, I don't know that you should be doing that. Oh, wait, there's more. One out of five, South Korea looking the fire. Oh, my. What a super. Yes, Ron Burgundy jumping there into the booth, everybody. Hey, the ratings are in, and good news, guys. We're number one. Super duper. I remember hearing that. Looking the fire. Oh, my. What a super duper goal. How many times did he say colossal? Golasso, I should say. Didn't hear. I don't, I don't believe I heard that one. Is that in his repertoire? Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a standard. Uh, it's a golasso, you know. It's like a colossal Golazo. goal. Oh, okay. Because I don't, I not being a soccer aficionado, it occurs to me, having listened to this guy, that every single kick towards the goal was the one of the single greatest athletic achievements of all time. <laughs> right. You know, and that uh, the ancient uh, Athenians and their paltry Olympics can just go and 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 uh, have a goat screw on that one. Uh, you know, and which and, was naked by. <clears throat> Yeah, and the the Super Bowl. Who was it? Who was the uh, Super Bowl uh, winning? Uh, well, not winning catch, but the guy who caught the football between his hand and his helmet. Um, you know, I mean, all those 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 are pikers compared to even some of the misses without by, your hands by man. this. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, it's just it's just that you know. At least he's passionate. And I'll tell you what: you watch sports on British TV, especially Wimbledon. You know, and they'll 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 sit there and and it's the serve. And they'll sit there, volley, 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 and they'll say out. And that's that's the point in on um, BBC. Americans, you know, McEnroe with the serve. You know, you know they they talk too much in tennis. But but this out of five, South Korea looking the fire. Oh my! What a super duper goal! This is not edited. That's not edited. And was that Korea's uh, South Korea's goal? That was their goal. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's so he's still passionate even about the South Korea. Yeah. By goal. the way, South Korea just scored one point. Well, 
Okay, you've been running around for 92 minutes. You finally score a point. That's what's so beautiful about the beautiful game. <laughs> you're still now you're going to lose by one point because it's Mexico Mexico is going to beat you. Does it really call for this? This is effectively this is a garbage time touchdown. This is the Patriots are spanking the Browns forty nine to three, and, and the Browns it. line up, recover the onside, and kick a th- uh, a field goal. Right. And 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 the guy would not do this. South Korea looking the So you can't just let that rest at what a super duper goal. You gotta you gotta kick back into this. Am I listening? And I just uh, you know, but you know what? At the end of the day, he he did us a public service because this makes soccer even more unpalatable to Americans. So this is where I'm. Like I say. It paid for my wife's college. I'm fine. I'm, she went to an expensive private school and played goalie. That, I think that's great. Hopefully my daughter does too. That's how, that's, I will love soccer if it pays for college. But I am not going to be in the stands when my daughter scores. Oh, you will too. Look at that. What a super duper goal. That's top notch, sweetie. That is absolutely top shelf no, bourbon could, right there, sir. You could scream at the top of your lungs. Take that, you scalawags. See if you can come back from that drubbing. We'll be back uh, right after this. Uh, it's a super, super duper hyper local Sunday. We'll be back right after this on KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Michael should pay for the news. A fire has... If I am 640 more stimulating talk, it is the Dark Secret Place. Brian sits in here until 10 p.m. And, uh, oh, of course, I recorded and edited uh, Super Duper Goal. Uh, but I uh, saved it to the uh, to the desktop, which is pretty messy here. Oh, there we go. Oh, my! What a Super Duper Goal! There we go. Um, uh, all right. And by, by the way, uh, local update. Uh, six people being, updated, uh, being uh, treated for injuries. Uh, multi-car crash in Northridge. This is reported at about 6 p.m., uh, and but it's not on a major highway, so you don't have to worry about it. It's on Louise Street, so uh, probably not affecting your your uh, your your Sunday night drive. Uh, because of course, your goal is to make it home safe. And like we say, oh my, what a super duper goal! Always a super duper goal. Um, on on. Uh, on Fox News uh, early this morning with Chris Wallace, of course, we've all heard that the United States is pretty much Nazi Germany because the Border Patrol, who are, uh, as I've heard, ripping uh, children out of the arms of their parents as their parents illegally cross into this country. And then the children, this is what I've heard, are being sold to the Mayo Clinic for medical experiment. 
Uh, or what? Or as a cheap alternative to meat, they're, they're being sold at various. Is what I'm hearing. I was on Reddit earlier today, and uh, besides the fact that uh, we're now in Nazi Germany, the children are being eaten uh, as as meat. That might be. I'm I'm going to fact check that because I really I I can't believe some of that. Like they should be giving them for medical experiment, not selling them. So. Um, but uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News, and this comes on the heels of uh, the White House press secretary or spokesperson, Sarah Huckabee Stander, Sanders, announcing yesterday that on Friday night, she and her family were at a restaurant in Virginia called the Red Hen, and it sounds folksy. And <clears throat> the uh, proprietor, the waitress and the proprietor informed her that they would, uh, they asked her to leave. That, that's what she said. They asked her to leave. Today, they're saying they didn't refuse to serve her. They just asked her to leave. And I don't know what, call it in for takeout or something? What does I don't that know. Mean? That's what they said. We just asked her to leave. We didn't refuse to serve her. Um, and, and so, anyway, she felt the need to tweet this out, the name of the restaurant. Now, of course, um, a, a lot of idiots are forgetting the fact that many of us feel that a business should be able um, uh, uh, to serve who they want to serve. I mean, after all, we finally got the Supreme Court to say that, you know what, um, it's, uh, it's just not constitutional to force somebody to make a cake uh, celebrating something they don't believe in. Um, like, you, you, you don't go to a halal bakery and say, F the Palestinians on your birthday cake or something like that. You don't go to a Jewish bakery and say, Happy Birthday, Hitler, on April 20th. Um, they should have the right to refuse that business. Supreme Court says yes. So now uh, a, a business exercises the right, and I believe it's a right to see Sarah Huckabee Sanders. For whatever reason, you can say, I don't want the notoriety. I don't like your politics, whatever. Um, if that's the case, so we better start seeing signs that say no shirt, no shoes, uh, politics I disagree with, no service. But, but nevertheless, I believe in that. I also believe that if a restaurant wants you to be able to smoke in the restaurant, you should be able to. And if I don't want to go to that restaurant, I don't have to go. But so anyway, um, so what about dogs. Oh, never mind. I know. Well, no, that's now. the law. Now, if you have outside seating, I get to bring my dog. Jerry Brown finally did something this year that I finally uh, agree with. And it was the new law in California. If your restaurant has outside seating, you may bring a dog on leash. That's cool. But, you know, a lot <laughs> right. of them are bringing them in. Oh, I know. That's yeah, that's really that's complete A-level douchebaggery uh, without people's permission. Uh, and things like that, at least outside. If someone ever said to me, I'm allergic to dogs, I would say, well, sucks to be you, but I will go outside. Um, you know, that's fine. But I wouldn't, I don't bring the dog inside anyway. We're out, out on a deck. Um, <clears throat> but so now we're in this uh, climate where um, besides the rampant whataboutism that everyone is doing, and I'm about to do some, by the way, um, now there is this, well, let's strike back and go on Yelp and ruin this restaurant. Look, you know, you know what that is? That is digital crank calling is what it is. If you are in the area and you have gone to that restaurant and now you don't want to, then by all means, put that on Yelp. But f- What's to be, the difference? I, well, because on the other side, you're, just ter- you're effectively vandalizing a company that you've never, uh, that you have no intention of ever visiting. You know, I'm sitting here in Burbank. Oh, I'm not going to go on. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not going to go, oh, yeah, the Red Hen of Virginia. It just sucks total, you know, donkey dingus. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never going to go there. I'm pretty sure I saw a rat. Um, that's not how that works. Um, and, and this is, and you watch Yelp is going to edit all your comments anyway. Uh, and, uh, for a lot of people who don't uh, understand 
Uh, that's a cut of meat uh, from the, the loin of the donkeys, the dingus. Um, but so anyway, former Secretary of Homeland Security Jay Johnson and the Obama administration was on with Chris Wallace. If this entire thing is all about who started separating kids, uh, Jay Johnson here talks about the fact, and I've talked about this since 2014, that, we, that, that it began in 2014. Unaccompanied minors were taken to Oxnard. Families were separated because it's a federal law. You can't house kids with adults. But here's Jay Johnson talking about what the Obama administration did. Border, uh, you started jailing entire families. In some cases, not a lot, but as a, in some, you separated children from their parents. And these pictures that we're putting up from 2014 show pictures of unaccompanied minors in, in effect, jail situations. And a lot of these pictures that you're seeing on the book face and the tweeter and all that, folks, they are from 2014. Uh, there, there, there's ample stock footage from 2014 of kids under Mylar blankets alone, either because they were unaccompanied at the age of 13 or they were split up when their, when their uh, parents were detained. Uh, you're not seeing pictures from right now. It's just that it, right now, uh, well, it's Trump and everyone hates Trump and Trump equals Nazis and the whole thing. Uh, as you look back on that, did you handle it so well? Well, Chris, without a doubt, the images and the reality from 2014, just like 2018, are not pretty. And so we expanded family detention. We had then 34,000 beds for family detention, only 95 of 34,000 equipped to deal with family. So we expanded it. I freely admit it was controversial. So I, I don't know. Is anybody yelling at Jay Johnson? Or did anyone yell at him when he was putting gasoline in his car in 2014? I don't recall... Anyone comparing Barack Obama to Hitler or America to uh, a, a Nazi state because, oh, by the way, it's illegal to cross into this country without a permission. And I think you'll find most people were trying to leave Nazi Germany, as it turns out. So there's, there's a bit of a difference there. So, uh, so anywho, um, that, that is part of what you're going to see overwhelmingly this week, starting with the news cycle uh, tomorrow. But for many people, you know, <clears throat> after all, that is the goal. Oh, yeah, we have that. All right, when we come back, um, uh, yeah, what, what's the deal? We'll get to the bottom of this woman finding a naked homeless man lying in uh, underneath her bed. Uh, that and more, plus a deadly weekend for the homicides here in the Southland. We'll count them up. AM640, more stimulating talk. Really a super-duper goal. Here on your Sunday night, 24th of June for Super Hyper Local Sunday. And uh, this is not local. This is way up. If you, if you know Highway 101, way up north, uh, as it uh, leaves San Francisco, uh, there is no more PCH. There's no highway that goes right along the beautiful North California coast, Northern California coast. Uh, if you know how to get there, there's a lot of forest service roads and things like that. But but there there's no PCH. It's not like going up to uh, to the Bay Area. Well, there's a town called Willits, and it is about halfway between Santa Rosa uh, and Eureka. And this is a tragic milestone. But I I don't know that a year has ever gone by where we have uh, not reached this. It, it, at least it took until late June. The first vehicular 
heat stroke death happened uh, this weekend. Uh, the mother, 23-year-old Alexandra Raven Mays, abandoned her 18-month-old son in the car, in the backseat of the car with the windows rolled up at 3 a.m. on Friday. When they found the boy at 1 p.m., uh, he had been dead for a while. Uh, she's accused of causing her 18-month-old son's death by leaving him in the back seat with the windows rolled up for about 10 hours. This is from uh, Mendocino County Sheriff's Office. She allegedly deserted the boy around 3 a.m. Uh, after arriving to visit uh, with friends in Willits along the 101. <clears throat> um, Ms. Scott and the boy, identified as Churgery Tewo Lou Mays, lived in a tiny little town of Trinidad, California, a coastal town about 150 miles north of Willits. Uh, San Jose State professor, former National Weather Service meteorologist, told the Mercury News that uh, this is the first vehicular heat stroke death in California this year. The temperature in Willits was about 80 degrees when the boy was found at 1 p.m., <clears throat> meaning it was about 130 degrees in the car. Uh, it doesn't have to be blazing hot for this to happen, especially when the window's up. And, I mean, I, it, it upsets me that people get more upset about dogs than they do about people, but... This is the first, as as uh, the guy said from San Jose State. This is the first vehicular uh, heat stroke death. Partying or what was she I, doing? Do, there's not an explanation. Um, That's uh, ten hours. I on. know. Sheriff's officials became aware of the fatality around 1:30 p.m. after she took her son to a local hospital where he was pronounced dead. So she put him in there at 3 a.m. And out. Um, we don't know what she did. Investigators that went to the home where she had allegedly been socializing. Where the vehicle uh, where he died in was still located, uh, she was sub subsequently arrested on suspicion of willfully causing or permitting a child to suffer nice. death. And I mean, <clears throat> I hate to say this like this, but I, I um, we didn't like it when my my brother in law and his wife with their first kid, if it was night and we were out, we went to dinner or something like that, then we would come to their house and watch a movie or whatever. Their daughter would be out in the seat in the car seat, and their philosophy was she's out like a light. Let's leave her at peace. And, you know, the sun and, was down. And shut the door? <clears throat> and, you know, yeah. crack the windows, whatever. Just, and then we'll come back out in an hour. They would leave her in the car, even in a great neighborhood. But they would still leave her in the car. And we weren't about to say, to tell them how to parent. Right. But we, in virtually the same age, our daughter, just as asleep in the car seat, we always brought her in. Uh, into their house and left her in the car seat because she was just out like a light. But you bring her in the house. But certainly not in the in you know with with the sun up, and this the, uh, this happens every year. It's inevitable. Hope, hopefully, this gets publicized and people are properly horrified. Uh, and this is this sounds to me like you know socializing and incompetence. Sounds oh, like a hookup. To oh me. my god! The ones that kill me are the pure accidents. One happened up in the East Bay when I when I uh, worked up there. Just a horrible situation where uh, there's a couple, they have a kid, she takes a kid to daycare. They both work. She takes a kid to daycare every single day. He picks the kid up on his way on his way from work, from his work every single day. One morning she says, I can't make it. Can you drop him off? He says, yeah, sure. She puts the kid in the car. He goes to the BART station in Livermore, completely brain farts that the kid, who's out like a light in the back seat, is in the car, gets out, goes to work, Comes back, gets in the car, goes to daycare and says, where's my son? And they say, well, you never dropped him off. And he realizes right then and there, I have him in the car all, the, all along. Oh and that's horrific. It's tragic. When I was in Salt Lake, uh, a lady came up from the grocery store and left her trunk open. 
and five of her kids and one neighbor kid got in the trunk on a July day and shut the trunk. Six dead kids in the trunk. Oh my god! You know, and and uh, when when you hear those things, you know you're you're properly horrified. But I mean, uh, when the, the accidents are bad enough, but to hear that at three a.m., you know, she's ah, oh, he's okay in the car, <clears throat> and uh, well, we're on the coast; it's only eighty degrees, and uh, and the boy's dead. And uh, and but the thing that annoys me is she gets in front of a jury, and she, and they say, well, she suffered enough. I I don't know if that's true. I mean, I'd ask any woman out there, how, what would you do if you're on that jury? It should be a jury of moms is what it should be. Um, so that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, when we come back, we, we've we got shootings. We've got standoffs and pickups. We've got a naked homeless guy under your bed in Victorville. Uh, all of that is coming up in hour number two of Super Hyper Local Sunday. Just touch the meat, all right? Or take a Ziploc bag, put your hand in it, handle your meat, and then throw the Ziploc bag away. Yeah! Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits. Well, we start with breaking news from Hollywood. People stabbed. It looks like we're coming to a stop out here. The door is open. This guy is getting out of the vehicle. What? Oh, he's got a gun. He has got a gun. Uh... Yeah, yeah, this is not going to end very well. That's why I'm voting for Eric Garcetti. Super Hyper Local Sunday with Brian Suits on KFI. Mm. KFI, M640 more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Hour number two with producer Joey Murata and Juwan on the board and Michael Chappé. And speaking of uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti, the fact that Will Ferrell's uh, going to vote for him, and, uh, but not again. Uh, not as mayor, anyway. Uh, Eric Garcetti did say this. Uh, this sure didn't make a lot of headlines <clears throat> when he said it earlier in the week. But um, you may be arrested for sleeping on a, in a tent on the streets of L.A. This is, of course, he doesn't have to get reelected as mayor. He's terming out. But uh, so now that he's leaving, now it's going to be illegal to sleep on the streets of Los Angeles. For Does it have to be a tent, though. Well. Or can it be on a bus stop, you know? I think I think just sleeping in general. And, I mean, I don't know if it means do you have to go, like, into deep REM sleep or something. They wake you up and go, what's your dream? Like, talk to your you ever wake up and, and actively write down your dreams, apparently. For many who live in the dark corners of Los Angeles, sleeping in tents is a daily reality. But earlier this week, Mayor Eric Garcetti told the LA Times that the city may start arresting people for spending the night on the sidewalk. Many people living on one Hollywood street, including Vicky Dollar, are questioning the news. Dollar asked, quote, what are they going to do with us? We ain't cattle. And even if we were, what pasture are we going to be in? I mean, where are we going to? Close quote, said Ms. Dollar. 11 years ago, city leaders banned overnight sidewalk sleeping, but reversed course when faced with pushback from advocates. According to the LA Times, Garcetti intends to enforce the law again. Now the city has enough new housing to meet settlement requirements, oh, and he's going to be running for president. <laughs> And by the way, can I just open-ended question here? <clears throat> that much housing, uh, really, since then? Um, and, and by the way, when it's government government subsidized housing, it's 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 not a bargain, and it's, and it doesn't get rid of homeless. Is it me, or and I guess this is aimed at people who have occasion to drive through Hollywood, uh, Culver City, Universal City, downtown LA? Is it me, or are you seeing the same model of tent? I, I this is the weird part. Are they being given the tents? Because they're all using that, the, and may, maybe it's such a common cheap tent, 
at Big Five or Dick's or, or whatever uh, that you go in, you buy the cheapest tent. It's that four-person tent with the two flexible fiberglass poles, maybe at the square tent with the big uh, sideways D, you know, door. Maybe that's just the cheapest tent available. Are they all the same color? I know they, they change it up, but I mean, it's just it was really. And watch on TV when you see footage of Skid Row, it almost looks like a KOA campground or something or a Boy Scout jamboree, except uh, with uh, people snorting meth off the forehead of their infant son, um, and uh, and having uh, having uh, uh, hooker sex and stuff like that, and and so. Uh, I started noticing it on the TV because I was seeing, well, whoa, that's a, that's a long row blue tents. I wonder, does the city hand those out? Is there a group that hands it out? Is there a church that hands it out? And I'm not, I'm not for it or again it. It's just that it's really weird to me. And I'm assuming somebody somewhere does. Cause as you drive through LA, there's people in tents everywhere and they're all the same model of tent. And the, 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 the thing that I, that I saw, um, is if I need to get somewhere like in Hollywood, I usually, uh, we, when you leave KFI, you take Barham through Coenga Pass, and then you have a choice. You can get on to Highland and go south and hit whatever you want to hit, Hollywood Boulevard, Santa Monica, or whatever, or you can jog over 101 and take Coenga. Well, I've, I've never seen this, but just past Hollywood Boulevard, as you go south into Hancock Park, now on Coenga... On the east side of the road, it's just tent, 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 tent. Just a bunch of tents right out to the edge of the sidewalk. There's that. There's two DMVs in Hollywood. They both suck. They both just one is just for licensing, and the other one is for registration tabs and driving stuff. So you need a driver's license. You go to this one where I think I think they've I think Fitz and the Tantrums filmed that one video. Um, I forgot the song. Or you can go to the other one off Coenga. That's the one I'm talking about. And you, the parking lot is full. you got to find parking. So you're, you're parking right up against the sidewalk of this block full of people in tents. And, and this is the part that if people uh, wisely avoid downtown L.A. or the Hollywood area, and I sure don't blame them, and I pity the people that live there, but a lot of them are the reason we have this problem. A lot of Folks in in high end neighborhoods, but not not quite far enough west of 405. Not quite on the west side. You're the ones agitating for the rights of the homeless, and you know what? You got them on the sidewalk. And just sitting in my car uh, last week, and I forget what I was going down there for. Uh, just sitting in my car, the the smell of human poo. Oh, really? uh, where? Because that's the other thing is there's no public bathrooms there. There's no there's no porta potties. No, nothing. So uh, that block of Coenga from from Hollywood South, um, and uh, uh, past the CNN building, just a row of tents, and the smell of fresh poo on a hot day was un undeniable. Uh, you couldn't miss it. So, so yeah, I I really would love to talk to the advocates about this. You you really honestly are saying that that you're going to really agitate for the right of someone to camp on a sidewalk. Uh, in Los Angeles. Where are they supposed to go? What are we supposed to do with them? Well, you know what? Thing one, stop paying for homelessness. I mean, this is just so simple. You're that, saying it's incentivizing. It, it, it wouldn't, you know, when you go to Yosemite, it says, don't feed the bears. Why? When you, when you pay for bears, you get more bears. And it's the same with homelessness. I've lived all over the West, and I know that Seattle's overrun with homelessness. Portland's not. Why? 
because in Seattle, they pay for homelessness. And you know what you get? More homelessness. In Los Angeles now, we're going to pay $400 million for homelessness. We're going to get $400 million worth of homelessness. In Portland, why are there no homeless? Because they hand out laminates of all the free stuff you get in Seattle. The, <clears throat> because police are empowered to tell the homeless, wouldn't it be more fun to hitchhike up to Seattle? Uh, they don't pay for these. There's a lot of programs, really a lot of wacky free drug programs and all that. It's that they have a budget and they run out of the money. Um, same with Reno. Um, same with Salt Lake. They have a budget if you're really, truly homeless. And, and if you really, truly are in need, the Mormon church has places you can go. But if you're chronically showing up and you want the same stuff, you don't get it. Here in L.A., of course, it's your right to just keep getting the same stuff. Um, and to poo on the sidewalk and the whole thing. And then there's all these people who call themselves advocates of this kind of behavior, and they, they tell us not to judge the behavior because um, there but for the grace of God go I and, and, and all that stuff that we always hear, that we're supposed to sit there thinking that any, any other normal person uh, would just be on a sidewalk, you know, pooing into a hedge or something like that. The other thing that's crystal clear uh, is that the word is out to come to L.A. That's a huge part of it. And this includes mentally ill people. And the advocates are not dealing with that. You know what? This, this woman here, Ms. Dollar, uh, Vicky Dollar, saying, what are they going to do with us? We ain't cattle. And even if we were, what pasture are we going to uh, go be in? Well, if you're not cattle, why are you asking? What, why don't you go find your own freaking pasture? You know, that's what makes cattle cattle. Because you say to the cattle, cattle, follow me. Or you say, cattle, go there. And then they go to a pasture. Don't, don't ask what pasture you're going to go to. Then tell me you're not cattle. So that's one thing. Um, but the mentally ill people, throwing money at them and a free tent doesn't do anything. So finally, Eric Garcetti on his way out, uh, will, will, uh, they're going to start arresting people for sleeping on the streets. If we clear the tents now, I'm not sure what the pe where the people will go, uh, said the Reverend Andy Bales, the CEO of the Union Rescue Mission. Yes, of course, neither do they. I have no idea. Deeper into the wilderness, deeper into the woods where they uh, won't have any services. What do you mean? They're on Cahuenga and Hollywood. <laughs> what do you mean deeper in the woods? They're pooing on the sidewalk. Where are their services now? So uh, the mayor did tell the LA Times that the city would only enforce the law if there was a place for the homeless to go and would help those people relocate. Well, don't help them. Um, yeah, there's BLM land just north of Maricopa. Okay, <laughs> There's that, there's, a, there's the Los Padres National Forest. If you want to camp, go camp. It's kind of hard to bum change out there, isn't it? For what? That's a website I just found Is it there, for Brian. real? Tents for Homeless? Yeah, tentsforhomeless.org. Oh, the Sierra Club Los Angeles chapter. It is actually an organization <laughs> that distributes these tents to... Uh, for real? For yeah, free? For real. <laughs> I believe it's for free. I can't imagine how these uh, homeless people really? can uh, afford it. But it's, it's all donation-based, you know? Tents for Homeless addresses a critical... Dude, would we be bad guys if we... Uh... Donate? No. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's what I mean. That's, that's uh, not. So what did you think I meant? That's not what I was feeling. <laughs> no. Where do I? Don't get trampled in that's the rocks. That's a good idea, donate. though. You got to admit. I, I got to say, if someone gave me that tent, I'd feel. I'd say thank you. That's a great tent. Got a rain fly and everything. What do you think they they retail for? It's, it's probably what 100, 150 bucks. Uh, you know what? On on Sportsman's Guide or Amazon, easy. These are sixty dollar tents, minimum sixty oh, bucks. That's not bad. Uh, go to Big Big Five, uh, you know, or, or if you catch it the week they sell those at Costco, they might be forty bucks, but they're good tents. Well, think about it this way: it'd be worse if they didn't have the tents to hold their stuff, and yep. you know, instead of just having everything well, laying out all like over the place. Doesn't like have a bike lock on. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, visibly, it, the, it keeps it kind of in check. The goal is to have your stuff where you put it. 
Oh, I don't have my goal guy. Uh, anyway, like I said, the goal is you to have your stuff where you left. Yeah. yeah. Oh my! What a super duper goal! All right, we'll be back right after this. We will get to the homicides, and uh, there's plenty of them when we come back. Super hyper local Sunday. Brian suits in here until 10 p.m. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. If I am 640 more stimulating talk in the Super Hyper Local Sunday, Brian sits in here till 10 p.m. And that reminds me, I'm filling in for John and Ken on Thursday. Because uh, when, when when you run out of the short straws, uh, you're and you're the last man standing. So I'll be John and Ken on uh, Thursday. Well, the homicide blotter is pretty full uh, this weekend, but uh, one in particular is a real head-scratcher. L.A. County Sheriff's deputies are investigating the fatal shooting of a man who was camping with his two young daughters and other family members uh, in the Calabasas uh, Malibu Creek State Park, uh, in the actual Malibu Creek State Park, uh, just west of Calabasas. Authorities said they received a call about the shooting around 4.44 a.m. at uh, the M.C. State Park. Deputies arrived at the campsite off of uh, Las Virginis Road, they found a man who had sustained a gunshot wound to his upper body. Authorities said the man was pronounced dead at the scene and that it appeared that uh, the man had been camping with his family. According to investigators, he was shot in front of his two- and four-year-old daughters inside the tent. The coroner identified the man as Tristan Baudet of Irvine, a 35-year-old. Uh, he and his wife were, according to Channel 7... Uh, they were uh, camping because they're both taking some tests or something uh, for their careers and that they were uh, about to move to San Francisco. Uh, canines were brought in uh, to the scene to come the array for clues as the search for the suspect got underway Friday morning. Detectives had no information on a possible motive. Investigators said no one else was injured and no suspect information was immediately available. Uh, the park 63 campsites would be closed for a week uh, and then the story, <clears throat> by, by sort of by formula, it has to end with anyone with information is encouraged to contact L.A. County Sheriff's Department, Homicide Bureau. But I don't know, just there's something really weird about that. And I think that the Sheriff's Department probably knows uh, a lot more than they're letting on. Uh, a El Segundo standoff uh, ended was a suspect found with self-inflicted stab wounds after a uh, hours-long standoff. Uh, he was taken into custody and was, uh, he after he produced a knife and threatened to harm himself after over three hours of negotiating, uh, the efforts failed to have him drop the weapon and surrender. <clears throat> Less than lethal devices were used to get the suspect in custody, taken to a hospital. Uh, a 46-year-old man who acted bizarrely died in police custody in Anaheim. Uh, the 46-year-old man uh, whose, whose bizarre behavior included running in and out of traffic, was pronounced dead at a hospital Saturday night after very brief contact with Anaheim PD. Uh, they received calls around 5.36 p.m. about the man uh, running in and out of traffic. At least one caller said the subject appeared to be trying to get cars to hit him. A few minutes later, two officers found the man believed to be a transient in a nearby parking lot. As they approached, the subject was acting erratically. The officers attempted to handcuff him for their safety as well as his own safety. The subject resisted, and the officers used basic control holds. In less than a minute, <clears throat> the officers noticed the man was in medical distress, uh, and they administered Narcan for uh, an opioid overdose and applied CPR. They pretty much do that. 
Uh, he he uh, was taken to hospital and was pronounced uh, dead, but died in custody. They pretty much do that for everybody now, because because I've been I've been wondering if someone is known to be in the middle of an opioid overdose, uh, Narcan almost within seconds brings them back, uh, and it it interrupts uh, the nerve nerve um, neural system damage that's, that's going on that is making you so ripped on the opioids. But I wondered what if you give it to someone who's not on the opioids. Uh, what what does it do then? So apparently, it, it be an adrenaline rush. I don't know, but uh, I do not know. But uh, but so many departments have that stuff now that a lot of people who normally would, you know, the 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 herd would leave behind because they're the slowest gazelle because they're they're horking on the opioids. Now they're going to live, and maybe they'll be dead a week later or whatever. But at least for that particular uh, moment, they're not going to be uh, not going to be dead. Um, uh, a man's body found in Goleta has prompted an investigation up in the San Luis Obispo area. A man's body was found uh, north of Goleta Friday morning, according to the Santa Barbara County Sheriff's Office. The body was found in a secluded area. Sheriff's Office says the man has been identified, but due to an active investigation, no additional details will be released. Uh, the Adelanto Desert is uh, the next scene of our dead body. A death investigation is underway after a man's body was discovered in a dirt field Sunday afternoon. According to Sergeant C. Kirby of Victor Valley Sheriff's Station, body was found by a passerby who stopped to check on the mail and immediately called 911 after confirming the victim was deceased. Because even in Adelanto, sleeping very, very quietly in a dirt field is unusual. Deputies from the Victor Valley Sheriff's Department responded. <clears throat> uh, they have taped off the scene and uh, they are sifting for clues. Um, and also the uh, co-founder of Pantera, Vinnie Paul. Never liked them, never heard of him. De- dead at 54. But I what, know that what, they were Did they have deal. a hit? <laughs> they, they you guys were, are ruthless. Pantera was a big deal. They they were a big yeah, deal. Yeah, definitely. Some of the uh, innovators in the uh, it's a great metal car, scene. but I don't remember the... <laughs> innovators? Sure, yeah, definitely. So we'd, no, we'd recognize her. Like what? Like what? What, what, what songs? Or? Long, yeah. A long 30-second E-string? What? <laughs> no, these guys were the like creators almost, along with uh, Slayer and, and Metallica, for that for that kind of like thrashy. Like they're not so much thrash, but, you know, well, kind of hard, extreme. <clears throat> I'll take Alice Cooper's word for it. Alice Cooper tweeted that, uh, that Vinnie Paul, uh, his impact on music was, quote, immeasurable, close quote. So I'll, I'll take his word for it. Uh, on uh, on that one. All right, I saw well, that. What what caught him? What I, I forgot. You know, I don't think they've actually released ah. that. But you know, his brother was who was the guitar player was hor- horrifically murdered on stage during a show in which this guy who just died. He oh was yeah, Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, that's right, that. Dimebag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, his <laughs> Michael Chappelle, you left. Dimebag. That's his nickname. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian Tutin here. Until 10 people talk about uh, the results out of the Turkish election. Uh, this will be news to Mari and uh, the, the national news. And it just may affect us here in Los Angeles, where uh, every once in a while there's a, um, a street demonstration involving uh, Angelinos of Turkish descent and, uh, and or uh, or uh, Armenian uh, descent. In uh, the world of sports ball, the, uh, the Doyers are uh, currently in second place in the NL West, two and a half games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, and uh, two and a half games ahead of the, uh, the Giants, El Gigantes. Uh, the Doyers uh, beating the Mets final uh, in 11 innings, 8-7. to seven. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't uh, did they not just sweep the Mets, or did they uh, lose the first game? Uh, but t- tonight they hit uh, uh, that's not hard, is it? A slew of home runs. Uh, but I but but uh, but I thought the Mets were uh, like a better Mets team this year, or something because it was supposed to be an exciting, a, a very exciting. Like I'm talking like that guy doing the uh, the World Cup kind of exciting. But uh, so anyway, uh, Dodgers come back uh, after an eight to seven extra innings win in New York today. Uh, last last night, Camp pinch hit grand slam home run, not a walk off, but a grand slam. And according to David Vasse, as I was driving in, he said literally Kemp's, Kemp's ball, high fly ball, some question whether it lands in or out, when, when it kept going, he said people literally were getting up and turning, you know, taking a hard right and going up the aisle before the ball landed outside of the 333 mark in, in right field. So Kemp hits a, uh, a grand slam, a eighth of his career, uh, or whatever, but, but he said people were were uh, they now the the Doyers when that happened they were up like eight to two and people are 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 streaming uh, out of the stadium at that point and I didn't see that on TV but it looked like it would have been funny but anyway tonight Mets uh, put on a uh, slightly better show going to eleven innings but still losing uh, eight to seven uh, so there you go now uh, I need I guess I should have an answer for this if I am excited about when I I don't I'm, I'll mean just clarify I'm not excited for the World Cup because it's soccer but uh, I I do like the local interest thing of uh, Mexico advancing now to the round of 16. This is now the round where if you lose you actually have to go home. This is not the the group thing where you play each other uh, in in the, in the whole deal. That's that, that, but here's what I don't get. Is that all these teams that have not won and are not advancing to the round of 16, they start playing tomorrow. Like Saudi Arabia, which sucked. You're, you're playing for a pride and to be a spoiler. But what, yeah, but what are, what are you playing for? It's what I don't get. Egypt sucks and Saudi Arabia sucks. They're going to have the battle of suck tomorrow <laughs> at 7 a.m. It's for pride. Yeah, this is like the, the very. You know, countries uh, have the glory that the U.S. basks in on so many different levels. This is remember, this is great for them. Remember the NCAA tournament up until I'm going to say the late '80s. Uh, the two losers in the semifinals of the Final Four played against each other. That was that they actually did. Now they get they did away with that game because nobody was interested. Said, look, we we're, we're the semifinal losers. We're the losey loser losers. Uh, but the NCAA used to have a. Uh, con- con- consolation game, or whatever the hell you want to. Uh, no uh, chance to get back in. Yeah, they don't. They yeah. stopped doing that in the late eighties. Uh, so you've got uh, Uruguay, Russia, Iran, Portugal. Wow, set the world on fire there. Well, Portugal's still in, right? Uh, so I don't. I, I don't know what. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so the next time uh, that Mexico is going to uh, play, it doesn't count. Yeah, it's it's a it's still a group game. And we're still in the group stuff. Well, they've. They have moved on, but they still got to play that one more game. Yeah, so on the 27th, which is three days from now, so that is what, Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Wednesday the 27th? Five, six, seven? Yeah, Wednesday the 27th, Mexico plays Sweden at 7 a.m. So that'll be, that'll be a, uh, a weekday. A weekday Mexico World Cup game. I think they've advanced into the group of 16 anyway. Correct. So it doesn't matter what happens. So the, hopefully there will not be tear gas or anything. There won't be f- fireworks fired at LAPD because you know how those Swedes get. 
It's basically to see who who advances with them, Germany or Sweden. I, I yeah, I guess so. So uh, so anyway, I hope uh, I hope nothing unfortunate happens at IKEA. If uh, if the Swedes win, I hope they don't get out of hand. I'm not my meatballs Come and on. ruin a good time for everybody and throw poached salmon at at uh, passing traffic on the five because you could hit it from there easy with that new IKEA. All right, we'll uh, be back right after this. Uh, what is in fact happening with uh, the new uh, the new old boss there uh, at Turkey and Giants three Padres two <laughs> and the Angels uh, the Anaheim Angels losing to the uh, the Blue Jays seven to six so that's what's on on the tap for tomorrow Dodgers uh, at Chicago for the Cubs uh, and then the NBA held a draft and many many tall people are going to be very rich we'll be back right after this. Forty more stimulating talk. It is Super Hyper Local Sunday. Brian suits in here until ten, and then Coach Ghost takes over, and then of course five a.m. Jennifer Jones Lee with your wake-up call, and then Beal Handle at uh, six a.m. Starting with Handle on the news, Gary and Shannon, the entire lineup. It all uh, happens here on KFI. Well, uh, this is right out of the play stupid games, win stupid prizes category. Inglewood, Friday night, a man died in an officer-involved shooting. Authorities said he pointed what looked like a gun at them in Inglewood around 11 p.m. Friday to Inglewood PD, uh, driving in the area of uh, the station near uh, West Manchester, encountered a suspect who appeared to be pointing a handgun at them. An officer-involved shooting occurred. Authorities said the suspect was shot. He later died at the scene. Upon closer inspection, authorities determined the handgun was actually a pellet or BB gun designed to look exactly like a 44 Magnum revolver. Surveillance video from nearby buildings will be taken for evidence. The investigation is ongoing. Uh, my spidey sense tells me there's not going to be a lot of protests uh, about that one. Wasn't there a suicide note? Did you mention that? I didn't. No, I did not. Was it really? Uh, I think he did. Is uh, this the guy my... that was killed outside uh, the Inglewood Police Headquarters? Well, that's why he was there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear about the note. Apparently, had mental health problems, and uh, there may have been a suicide note. Sugar, shut the front door. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is one of my pet peeves. I mean, I talk about this all the time. I, I wish people didn't kill themselves, but if you're gonna do that, don't make someone else do it for you. Right. Um, this this is something that I have never heard of happening outside of L.A. And the first one happened like '92. I lived on North Lancaster, 6300 North Lancashire. Right by Lancashire and Victory, and I came home one Sunday night from a weekend out of town, and someone said, oh, yeah, that homeless guy who used to be up and down Lancashire killed, uh, he pulled out a fake gun, made police kill him. It's like, so now you're the cop who has to live for the rest of your life um, who, <clears throat> who killed someone who really actually wasn't a threat to you or anybody. So that happened. Uh, two men remain hospitalized in Long Beach following a shooting officers believe is gang-related. The shooting was reported at 7.40 p.m. last night on 20th Street in uh, the LBC. When officers arrived, they found a man who had been shot in the upper torso, and he was transported to a hospital by paramedics. Police later found a second victim who had been taken to a friend's home, not a medical facility, on the 1600 block of Temple Avenue, probably to rub some dirt on it. They determined that man had also been shot in the upper torso, and he, too, was transported to a hospital. Both men are listed in stable condition Neither of them provided information about who shot them. So that that's just the weirdest thing. 
south of the 10, south of the 10 freeway in Los Angeles. And apparently, that's somehow gang related? Uh, I don't know. But I think whatever happens south of the 10 freeways, people just they sneak up on each other, shoot them in the torso, run away. No one sees anything. It's so zone. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident that police will uh, sort things out and everything will be absolutely fine there. Uh, well, the naked, naked uh, homeless man uh, lying in a bed, uh, Victorville. A woman was shocked. That's not what I heard. Uh, when, she, <laughs> when she arrived to home and found a naked man lying on her bed inside her Victorville home on Friday. I thought it was under. Well, that's what it says later on in the story. Uh, Victor Valley Sheriff Station were dispatched to a 911 call on the 13500 block of Camellia Road in Victorville. Officials say the victim arrived home and found her front door partially open because she never leaves her back door open. Uh, the victim walked to her bedroom and found a male adult lying naked under the bed with his back towards her. The victim ran out of her house to a neighbor's residence calling 911. The neighbors ran to the victim's house, pulled the suspect outside, and detained him until law enforcement arrived. The suspect, Donnie Lee Trimble, is a sex registrant out of the city of Ontario. He showed signs and symptoms of being under the influence of narcotics. Trimble gained entry to the residence by prying a screen off an unlocked window. While inside the residence, he took a pair of sweatpants and temporarily put them on. Yes, go ahead and burn those. <clears throat> he also removed an iPad from a different room in the victim's home. Deputies located under the bed where Trimble was observed. I'd go ahead and I'd, I'd erase that URL history. Now, yeah, what's going to happen to this guy? He's already a registered sex offender. Here he is in some woman's house, he, naked under the bed. I, I, He, he might have been on Tinder on the iPad. He might have been swiping right. <laughs> <laughs> and not even with the iPad, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh thank you. Good night. I'll be here all week. <laughs> uh, he did a, did a, where's the money? Trimble was arrested and booked in the High Desert Detention Center. His bail was set at $75,000, so he won't be out till about 8 a.m. tomorrow. Anyone with information of this incident is urged to contact Deputy Jeremy Talbot, or if you have different punchlines, uh, certainly contact Deputy Talbot because they are fresh out at the Victor Valley <laughs> Sheriff's Station. This billboard material is wearing out fast. They uh, emphasize people if you have a new, fresh punchline, call 760-552-1600. Oh, by the way, you can remain anonymous uh, unless it's a really awesome punchline. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan is reelected. What a shocker as the, uh, president, prime minister for life of Turkey, which is still a NATO member. Uh, so the, uh, the president for life is pretty much been installed, uh, in Turkey, which used to be a democracy, still a NATO member. Uh, but don't worry, uh, anyone, uh, we're going to whip them into shape soon and they will soon go back to the secular democracy that they were just a mere four years ago. Uh, or maybe not. <clears throat> oh, by the way, they just took delivery of their first two F-35s uh, at Fort Worth, Texas on Wednesday. Their first two uh, F-35 Lightnings. And then uh, they also paid a cash deposit to the Russians oh. for, for the newest Russian anti-aircraft defense system, the S-400. So do you think the Russians are going to take a look at the F-35? Yeah, of oh, course oh, they will. Oh, they're going to peek in the Hell window. Hell yes, they will, because Putin's going to offer a significant discount for this air defense system that they're buying from Russia. But we know that, right? So we didn't give them everything. I don't know if we right. have a dummy model. I, I don't know. The Russians do that with their stuff. I don't know if we do. I, I don't believe we do. F-16s and things like that. No, you buy that full boat, you get a full boat. Um, all right, that is the, uh, the Super Hyper Local Sunday. I forgot, uh, producer Joey Murata... So you you sure you have a slam dunk on have you seen a free couch like ten slam dunks really yeah definitely I mean this is the the game ender here you know and in fact I've uh, hashtagged my post on Twitter 
uh, for Have You Seen a Free Couch, uh, Game Over, Bowing Out, The King Reigns. So I encourage everyone to go, please look at my selection. You're here. that, you've got that good a free couch game. And, uh, and Joanne at the board, Have You Seen a Free Couch? That's a, a, it's a weekly game a we play. What's that? Not a couch, but a dresser. Oh, really? Where? On Burbank Boulevard in, I guess, North Hollywood. Really? Nice. Wood? Yeah, nice. It, R- really? Black, you know, standard dresser, I guess. Uh, I guess we should expand this to have you seen a corpse in some 